You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job. Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Black Consciousness series. I am Coda, and this is In Touch with Code. I would like to take this time to thank each and every one of you that has continued to support me since the first episode, and I'm looking forward to keep on growing with you guys. And if you just joined in for the first time, I would like to welcome you to the show. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing critical thinking, feminism, homosexuality, and racism. And as always, you can join in the conversation on social media, in touch with Coda on Facebook, like the page, at in touch underscore Coda, and also at I am underscore Coda on Twitter. Follow me, I will follow you right back. And I also have a WhatsApp group where we discuss these conversations and everything else that is happening that i might not be able to put in the show but we discuss it in the group the link to join the group is available on my facebook page and uh also on my twitter accounts so follow me join the group so we can uh discuss these conversations further i'm looking forward to having conversations with you guys According to Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, a prominent black psychiatrist, large levels of fear and an extreme understanding of vulnerability can lead the brain into unproductive patterns of secular thought where problems are avoided and are never solved. And this is the opposite of direct patterns of precise thought, which is known as critical thinking, where problems are faced, analyzed and solved. The practice of secular thought patterns comes from the state of powerlessness which sets the stage for mental illnesses and we see this in significant levels amongst oppressed populations. In the context of racism white supremacy, we see this attitude amongst black people. Since it is a known fact that we as black people are living under the power of the white supremacy system of total control and domination, we therefore do not have any actual power to decide what happens in our lives. This is the scary and unpleasant reality that we have to face head on. But because of our state of powerlessness, we give in to secular thought patterns and that is the major problem that we face today as black people. There is a failure and a persistent refusal to deal and analyze with the, uh, the problem head on. As a result, black people, while mainly in South Africa, reject the deliberate recognition of the racist system and its specific implications and imminent destruction. Without a perception and analysis of racism and a scientific counter-racism strategy, black people do not know what to do with themselves. 
That is why we are witnessing black collective disorientation. Come on. We have escalated the action of pointless arguing amongst ourselves. We are competing for jobs that white people don't want to do. We are competing. Uh, we are beating each other for jobs that are below par, you know. And we are also fighting each other for social grants. That has led to the formation of an organization here in South Africa called Put South Africans First, which targets other Africans living in South Africa as the problem. Like when you look at that whole movement, they are saying that Africans, well, in this in this instance, they are calling African people foreigners. I'm just going to call them Africans because uh, they are not foreigners because we live in the same continent, okay? Africans are looked upon by local people here, by South Africans, as the problem because they're taking jobs. Uh, not so long ago, uh, the ANC and, and um, Gondwe Sizwe in KZN, if I'm not mistaken, they went uh, they went into the CBD and the area where they were shutting down African-owned businesses, saying that they are taking uh, jobs for local people and stuff like that. When I look at that whole that whole movement. I see that that movement is just a deflection thought strategy to avoid focusing on the real problem, which is the confrontation with the white supremacy system, or as it is better known in this part of the world as an apartheid system. South Africans do not want to deal with white people head on, so they deflect that uh, energy and start beating or mistreating other Africans and they look upon those Africans as the source of their problems of which is just you know another strategy to avoid facing the real problem uh, there is an illusion that submission and cooperation with these racists will achieve harmonious integration for the past two decades I have listened or we all have listened and watched uh, leaders who have attempted to push a narrative of an integrated so South Africa. That narrative that they are trying to push a narrative that apartheid is finished and they are also claiming that the problem that remains now is a class problem and the other problem is black people rejecting other black people. This reflects self-hate especially from those black leaders. The constant rising black-on-black black crimes, black suicide, child and spousal abuse, like child abuse, women abuse, you know, uh, it just goes on to reinforce this self-hatred that these people are pushing. The powerlessness and fear of confrontation with the white supremacy system or the apartheid system has forced black people to engage in non-rewarding behaviors such as excessive partying, alcohol and drug abuse, playing loud music, dancing, shouting in religious settings among other things to avoid the problem and to prevent critical thought process like critically analyzing what is really going on you know we we sort of like have diverted ourselves into dancing like it is a known fact that south africans like to dance while black people in general we dance right we listen to loud music we are doing drugs 
by the boatload, right? And all these things are just tactics to try to avoid facing the problem. In the previous episode, if you remember, I spoke about uh, the increased number in interracial relationships. And we can also look at that as an escape strategy by black people as well. I am not opposed to integration, by the way. But before we push for integration, black people must first develop themselves without the interference of other people. We must become strategic thinkers. We must become critical thinkers. We must have a functional system that serves and protects us. Self and group respect is a prerequisite if we are to overcome our fear and our state of powerlessness. We should stop blaming each other for symptoms of our common oppression. Black people are not the problem here. We know who the who the problem is and we should stop blaming other black people to say I'm suffering because of you as a black person. That is not it. We need to stop that. It is high time we stop accepting everything that we are told without having analyzing it first critically without analyzing it critically we must stop believing and undermining ourselves by saying that we need white people we don't need them they need us we didn't go to europe they came to africa you people need to remember that we didn't go to europe and and ask for white people to civilize us they came over here and we know and that the whole world depends on the minerals and resources that are found in Africa. So this whole narrative that uh, we need white people, we don't need them. They need us. We need to wake up to that thought. <laughs> Dr. Wilson goes on to say that we need to go about the business of black problem solving starting with the problem of black oppression under white supremacy and it should be the responsibility of every black person to know and understand the dynamic of white supremacy domination as expressed in all areas of people activity this is what we need to do she's telling us in that statement that every black person needs to know what racism is and uh we still have people who think that racism is uh, hating someone based on their skin color. That is not what racism is. In fact, here's what racism is. The local and global power system structured and maintained by people who classify themselves as white, whether consciously or subconsciously determined, as conducted simultaneously in all areas of people activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. If you don't understand white supremacy, racism, what it is, and how it works, everything else that you understand will only confuse you. Why? Because everything is connected. You start teaching me to think in a methodical manner, manner, which is what all black people throughout the world have to do. We have to become experts at using methods, thinking about methods. How do you go about doing this piece by piece? 
How do you piece this together? How do you take these pieces apart and reassemble them? How do you get the most out of every moment of your entire existence? Throughout the Black Consciousness series, I have touched on the issue of the genetic recessive nature of white people. It is because of the white genetic recessiveness that led white people to come up with a system of racism as a countermeasure to ensure their survival. Black people have the ability to produce melanin and as such they have dominant genes as compared to white people having recessive genes. Black males in particular have the most dominant genes and they have the highest potential to annihilate white people genetically. That is why they are aggressively targeted by the system of racism. Now that we understand the context, let us look at the uh, behavior of homosexuality critically. Throughout history, White people have instilled overwhelming fear into black men by castration, lynching, violent abuse, cruelty, and oppression. All black people are oppressed, regardless of their financial and academic achievements. So, it does not matter how educated you are, how many PhDs, how many PhDs that you have, it does not matter your title. It does not matter how much money you have, whether you're Patrice Mtsipe or you are broke like me, we are all oppressed. As long as you are a black person, we are oppressed. The oppression of black men over the years has led to passivity, which developed into which has developed into male effeminization, bisexuality, and homosexuality. These behaviors are better understood to be expressions of self-submission to other males in the area of people activity called sex. So, where exactly does homosexuality comes from? Research shows that homosexuality came in came historically from the ancient Greeks, the very same people that white people claim uh, came up with their civilization. Their mythological gods from Zeus and all those other mythological gods that they have to to some of their prominent, if not all of them, their prominent thinkers, people like Plato, were homosexuals. So it is not hard to see where homosexuality comes from. It comes from their sense of genetic witness, which has led to the projection of homosexuality onto black males. The white supremacists are doing in the area of sex, they are the absolutely dependent, dependent on from the evidence that I have seen. And I'm making flat statements now that I think they're true. They are absolutely dependent on doing a whole lot of things that look like they're helping black people make what we call progress. What they intend to use Sexual confusion, which is described in the 2016 edition of the textbook. Racist sexual confusion is in there. They intend to confuse black people sexually as much as they possibly can in every way that they can. Because they have figured that in the future, going into the next millennia and then the next millennia after that, 
If you really want to cripple a people, you confuse them sexually if you can't confuse them in the other areas of activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, and they use religion to confuse non-white people. They've been getting away with that like forever. Uh, and all of the other areas of activity, they do a lot of it in politics. That's politics just means in basic relations. They spread confusion everywhere. Economics, the economics of the non-white people of the entire planet is astronomically delayed. Uh, if I'm pronouncing the word correctly, confusing. But sex, for sure. If you confuse people sexually, you can control and dominate them and mistreat them over a more extended period of time. Because sex is very basic. People have a strong sex drive that has to go somewhere. So if you get control of black people's sexuality, all right, and steer it where you think it ought to go, into oblivion, really, all right, into everything that is non-constructive, it is far away from the male-female concept as you possibly can and send it into every type of thing, uh, cats, dogs, whatever. But steer in a way that will cause maximum confusion, then you got them in the other areas of activity. It's very easy to steer them, you know, in this type of la-da-da that and, and this type of that and anything political and anything economic. I mean, the golden slippers that they had on black eunuchs in the Roman cathedrals and castles and whatnot and in the, the Colosseums. I mean, sure, they're all decked out, but what? Just like they do when they lynch a black male. They, what, castrate him. So they got all forms now of castration. You got all kinds of ways to do it. The first thing they do is castrate your mind and steer it into all type of sexual experiments that are not even sexual. But they'll still call it sexual. And they're saying you're being liberated. You're being improved. Hey, black boy. Come here. I'm going to improve your sexuality. I mean, you out here poor getting best. I mean, poor get chasing down best. Forget about best. She's obsolete. She's got, that, that vagina she's got is absolutely worthless. What you need is a new concept of where your phallus should go. And where what phallus should go into you as a black male. Yeah. I mean, listen, boy, I mean, wake up, smell the coffee. This is a new era. We get rid of all that, that junk science about male, female, and all that. Just forget about that, because you're heading in that direction. And you might be universal man and universal woman. I don't want you nowhere near that, because then you, you, you are disturbing my arrangements that I have. I never want any of you black people to have sexuality that makes sense. So I'm going to put out all kind of glitz and glitter on a whole bunch of garbage, and I'm going to put it all among you, and I am willing to go to any length. And this is the white supremacist talking. 
to black people to give you any amount of money put on any type of presentation hand out awards for anything that has to lead to maximum sexual confusion among the non-white people of this planet because everything that I'm gambling on in the future is going to use that as a focus because that'll give me a longer time to dominate you because if I can confuse you sexually I'll be able to confuse you in all other areas of activity with maximum ease because you won't even want to do anything that makes sense after that The need for white men to feel powerful led to the oppression of white women, which gave birth to the liberation struggle uh, of the white women, which is better known as feminism. There was a time in history when white women were not allowed to work, they were not allowed to vote, they were not allowed to own anything. In fact, they were not allowed to be equal to men because white men fear that if they let white women to be their equals, sometime in the future, white women were going to be more important than them. So in his weak state of mind he felt that he should oppress the women but the women have uh, came together and they have uh, liberated themselves through the movement of feminism feminism has led to the alienation of the relationship between white males and white females which saw the rise in homosexuality as well the sense of genetic inferiority causes a negation of the act of self-production sex This eventually led to the feminist movement in the middle 19th century to advocate for birth control. Uh, And at the same time, white women started saying that abortion and uh, all those other uh, birth control and abortion was supposed to be legal so that women can decide when they wanted to have kids because uh, white women know their genetic inferiority so they did not want to reproduce themselves to reproduce something that is inferior they they know that deep down so that's why white women in the 19th century started advocating for birth control and for abortion this has been projected onto black females as well the constant attack on black manhood and black adulthood and patterns of submissions are reinforced through every institution within the white supremacy system. Fear of death and castration forces dysfunctional, secular, obsessive, compulsive, non-satisfying patterns in areas of activity where greater degrees of maleness may be expressed. Sex, sports, and entertainment. It is not surprising that we are now witnessing more and more uh, athletes becoming gay, more and more entertainers entertainers are gay people. And we see that they are giving gay people uh, TV time now, you know, TV is playing a major role in uh, molding behavior. They did not tell us that all of that, uh, being my own person and I'm independent, would lead to separation, loneliness, celibacy, and lesbianism. 
They didn't tell us that if you give up the man, you're going to take one of these things and it's worse and it will destroy your nation. They didn't give us that information. They made us think that it was some kind of glorified position to brag about the fact that I got my own job, my own credit card, my own car, so I don't need no man. I don't even know how we got that mixed up. Ain't none of that got nothing to do with having being with no man. some serious relationship problems that uh, nobody has been able to address us on because everybody wants to pretend that this is not going on. You know, over 60% of our women are single, widowed, separated, or divorced. They don't have a man. See, we have a lot of power. We are very strong women. I'm saying that we're using our strength in the wrong direction. We're using it to tear our man down, tear our nation down, instead of building it up. Having an education and a job is not, does not necessarily mean you have a successful life. I keep telling black women that to uh, raise a child, they say, well, I uh, provided with food, clothing, and shelter. That's not raising a child, that's maintaining one. To raise a child, you need a parental coalition of a man and a woman. We have sons who are, by not having a father in the home, they don't know how to respect women. They take on the uh, black feminine, female emotionism. They're doubtful, they're indecisive, they can't make a decision. They don't know what to do about being a man, because we can't teach them that. We don't have that knowledge. We have daughters who grew up in a home where they don't see any affection, where there's no man there. They go out into the world and try to mate. They don't have no idea how to be no woman to no man, how to function in a house with a man, because they haven't seen it. Most of our children, just like us, get all the information we have about how you be with a mate off television. It's the only medium that shows us anybody being together. Those rules have not worked for us. The white woman's liberation movement, we don't have anything to do with that. We have not been under the control of the black man for over 500 years, so what do we have to get liberated from them from? That's the white woman and her man. They're going through that, and that's their business. We don't have any business being in that. They only introduced it to break down the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement started with the black man, the black woman, and the black child standing together, trying to plead for a freedom, justice, and equality, and more benefits in the country that they had had built. They threw the white woman in there with the women's liberation movement and made it a woman against man thing. That created a big separation between black men and black women because then everybody started going for self because they want to keep endorsing into the black community that the black man is no good and that he is not deserving of respect, he is not deserving of us letting him give us any protection or instruction and that we are better than them. And we have been given the false compliment that we are the backbone of the black nation. There is no doubt in any community in this country that the men in those communities are the backbone of their nations. There is no doubt in the white community that the white man is the backbone of his nation. The European, the Buddhist, the Korean, the Japanese, the Hispanic, all of those men are the backbones of their community and there's no doubt about it. It is only in the black community where those values have been transposed and where they put that burden on us and tell us that we are the backbone of the black community, which is a direct insult to the black man and implies that he don't have no backbone and that his women have to represent him. TV has become an important programmer of behavior in this social system. It plays a major role in alienating black males, especially black children from black manhood. The solution to this problem? Hmm. Again, we have to analyze critically the problem and engage in, in problem-solving activities. 
there is a great need to educate our children and ourselves that men are not sex machines or women are not sex machines as well but protectors and developers of black people good jobs and self-respect will come once we liberate the people black male homosexuality has been and is being used by the white collective in its in its effort to survive genetically in the world that is dominated by people of color understanding the dynamic of racism we have to ask and answer questions questions like how does feminism and homosexuality improve the lives of black people under racism how does it benefit black people black people accepting homosexuality blindly without analyzing it critically does not solve the problem of our oppression but it only further retards its ultimate solution so the question that i'm putting up to you guys is how does feminism and homosexuality improve the life of black people how does it benefit is it a good thing or a bad thing and i'm not asking these questions because i'm trying to offend certain people who are gays i'm not saying we should uh, throw them away no we need to understand this situation we need to come together feminists homosexuals straight people we need to sit down as black people because we are black people first before we are we start classifying ourselves with certain behaviors we are black people so as black people we need to ask these questions and answer them without having being defensive without having being emotional or without offending other people let's sit down as black people and figure out the solutions to this problem unfortunately that is all that i had for you in this episode and i hope that you learned something and i hope that we keep on the conversation going on don't forget that you can follow me on twitter at in touch underscore coda and also at i am coda on facebook it's in touch with coda just like the page i also have a link on facebook and on twitter to join the whatsapp group so we can discuss this i am looking forward to discussing this conversation because i know a lot of people are going to be touched by this and i just want to let the people know that i, I do not have anything against anyone if anything i am just trying to get us as a people to have counter race counter racism measures in place so that our future do not have to go through what we are going through you know we need to be liberated in our lifetimes so thank you for tuning in again and stay black